So this week is weird, both because uh, we took a huge amount of time for the discussion, so that means I'm going to be shrinking. I know, I, you all are very sad that I'm not going to blather on forever. Uh, but, and it's weird because we are in between the two testaments. Last week we finished up the Hebrew Bible, next week we're starting on the New Testament, and we're in between them. So, here's the reason I didn't just skip straight from the Hebrew Bible to the New Testament. That's, that's what everybody usually does, right? And so we wrap up the Bible with the prophets, who are not fortune tellers, yes. And then we end with the prophets, and poof, we end up with the birth of Jesus. But here's the thing, and if you walk away with one piece of information from today, it is this. There's 500 years in between the two. That's like the, so like 500 years on the American continent, like them white Europeans like barely came. It was like all Native Americans. And like this whole entire thing fit, could fit between like the prophets and Jesus. So it's a long, long time. And there's a lot that happens. And that means since we're going to do... 500 years in, let's say, two minutes. All right. Give me a timer. Okay. <laughs> All right. Go. Oh, go already. Okay. <laughs> so we started with the exile, right? So Babylon went in and killed a lot of people in Jerusalem and hauled the elites off as prisoners of war. Then King Cyrus beat up Babylon. Yes? So Persia beat Babylon, and then they're like, hey, go back to your homeland. So they go back to their homeland. All right, and that's basically the end of the Hebrew Bible. So basically, Persia, they're still not a fan of being under Persia, but then there's this guy you may have heard of. His name's Alex. His last name is The Great. And Alexander The Great comes in and beats up Persia and takes over. And then, what am I at, 30 seconds? 40 seconds, oh my gosh. So then Greeks are taking over, right, Jerusalem, yes? So uh, two days from now is Hanukkah, the beginning of Hanukkah, and it's celebrating the Maccabees, which is a family in this period, and they basically say, oh no, the Greeks are killing us and oppressing us, we're going to rise up our guerrilla army, not like guerrilla, like monkey, but urban army, and beat the Greeks, and then we'll finally be free for about 60 years, and then the Romans take over us. And then we're under the Romans and we're at the New Testament. How did it do? One minute, 17 seconds. 17 seconds. Oh, all right. All right. Okay. So, you're all caught up. We're good. Um, let's see. Scoop forward. Scoop forward. So, the New Testament. We're under Roman rule. So, right, like Pontius Pilate. Yeah, that's a Roman dude. Okay. So, we've caught up to the point of the New Testament. So two things, very briefly, that we're going to want to pay attention to that are relevant from this intertestamental minute and 17 seconds into the New Testament. So the first of which is apocalyptic. We talked about this last week, if you were here, when we were looking at Daniel. So remember what we're talking about. It's not quite the same as like a movie apocalypse, right? But it's this big cosmic showdown between the forces of good and evil, like capital G good and capital E evil, right? 
big forces, cosmic forces, and it starts this new era where things are finally set right with the world. And it's, made by, it's written by these people who've been kicked around, and they're like, oh, this is never going to actually, we're never going to actually be able to change things. But you know, someday in the future, God will be coming in, right? And so they start doing this, and this period here, this minute and 17 seconds of 500 years was uh, the really, really fertile time for this stuff. And it's, that's really important because we are going to see it a lot in the New Testament. And if we don't know to pay attention for it, everything looks really, really weird. And we can make no sense of it. So, apocalyptic starts here. It'll be great. And then... The other thing that comes up is this rise of sectarianism, this tons of, fraction, of factions and uh, tons of divisions and a super polarized society, which I'm glad I have no clue what that looks like. A super polarized society. And so we went from maybe, say there's like one or two kind of main ways to understand Judaism back, I don't know, Moses' time, something like that. And then... It splinters to hundreds and hundreds of ways that people are trying to figure out how to do Judaism. And so you've got the Pharisees arguing with the Sadducees, arguing with John the Baptist, arguing with Jesus, arguing with Herod. And there's just tons and tons and tons of different groups all around. And they're all arguing about the same thing. How do we be Jewish well? How do we do this well? And that is huge for understanding the New Testament. Because it is not, say for example today, if, if we were today, me arguing with a Muslim, how do we understand God, right, across a religious difference? It's like siblings fighting, right? It, it's not like I'm going and punching somebody randomly. It's like, hey, sibling, come here, ugh. Right? And so it's, they're fighting within each other, but it's a totally different thing than if we think today, oh, Christians and Jews are at it. Right? It's a completely different dynamic. And we're going to see this over and over and over and over in the New Testament. And so if there is a point of application, if you will, for today, I think that's really the place where we can connect a lot today is oftentimes as Christians, we get really caught up in who's right, who's wrong, yes? And so my little specific subset of, I don't know, maybe a couple thousand people now is the right people, and billions of Christians in the world today and throughout history are completely wrong. And to me, it seems, that seems a little, I don't know, it seems like there's a little bit of hubris going on there not quite extending, not quite having enough humility about the limits of our knowledge, about what we can do. And, and so I think that that is really one of the things that is really important that we can latch on to today. It's not meaning that we don't have passionate convictions, but it's meaning that we don't demonize one another. It's we see them sympathetically as somebody also trying to work out 
what to do, of how to figure out the truth. So, this week, may you do that. May you see those who you fight most passionately against as fellow pilgrims wandering in pursuit of truth. This week, may you extend compassion to everyone you touch. May it be so.